like there have been so many times in my life where I've I've kind of stolen my own joy because I rushed ahead of where God was going because I assumed I knew what direction he was going. And then there's other times where I stole my own joy because I was like not trusting him enough to move forward. So I was like lagging behind. And he's like, I'm over here, Jamila. Like, I need you to go. If Jamila calls an author call right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm the Russian and I'm being all. Proverbs 25 2 tells us that it is the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of to just make our study that much more robust. It's a very light study, but I have to tell you that I love studying the fruit of the Spirit so much more than I ever thought I would. When I first felt the inspiration to host a season on the parts of the fruit alone, I was a little turned off, to be quite honest. I was disinterested. I think the gifts are a lot more fun. They're definitely flashy and they're fun to talk about. But the fruit takes work because it addresses our character and some of those areas that are hidden behind closed doors when the gifts are shining. We know that the gifts are just that. They're gifts. They were given to us without any part from us. The fruit, however, requires us to partner with Holy Spirit to ensure that we look and act more like him every single day. And there are times where I just want to ask God to just fix it. God, you've exposed it. I know it. You know it. My husband knows it. Other people know it. Just fix it. <laughs> and in those moments, he reminds me, no, honey, I would actually be doing you a disservice if I were. When we choose to partner with Holy Spirit, to yield ourselves to him and ask him to show us what areas we can grow in, where we can show integrity, we grow so much further and we get to enjoy, we get to enjoy the relationship that he has welcomed us into. It would be very easy for him to snap his fingers, to speak a word, to 
wave his pinky finger to <laughs> blink an eye and instantly change our character to reflect his. But it really wouldn't do our relationship justice. Is it really love if you don't have free will? A lot of us like to question why there is free will in this world, but would it really be love if he made us love him and if he made us follow every directive he's ever given us? Would we really have integrity and have a character that is worthy of the relationship that we enjoy with him if we weren't able to partner in it and just find new ways that his relationship fulfills us? And what about dependency? Would we feel dependent upon him if he just batted an eye and instantly changed our character to reflect his own? Or would we begin to take that for granted just like we take those gifts for granted as well? Because y'all know, y'all know we can take those gifts for granted. And we can stand up there and teach raggedy as ever. We can stand up there and preach raggedy as ever because we've taken it for granted. It's time to mature, y'all. And it's time to honor the dependency that we have on him as we cultivate the fruit of the spirit so that we can be that much more thankful <laughs> that he has not left us, that he has not forsaken us because when we recognize our raggedy, we really are, it's a wonder that he is still with us and that he literally laid down his life for us. I am excited about today. And I know, I know that you think I'm always excited. And the truth is I am. Once again, I'll tell you when I'm not. I live somewhere between excited and grateful on a consistent basis, even when I'm having a hard time, even when I have trouble expressing it, simply because he has done such a mighty work in me. And today <laughs> we are talking about my favorite part of the fruit of the spirit. Now, I know that you think it should be love. I mean, it should be, right? It should be, but it's not. It is a joy. And if you are watching this podcast on YouTube, you know I'm holding a whole cup that literally reads joy. <laughs> I love it that much. Now, I do have some little baskets that my mom had given me with other parts of the fruit of the spirit written on them, but I bought a cup that says joy. And then I bought a mug for each and every one of the volunteers in the colorfully candid paradigm that reads joy last year, simply because I love it that much. <laughs> You know, I have struggled with this. And today we are going to talk about the struggle with joy. But I've struggled with it for a large part of my life. And now that I have it back, I am doing everything that I can to hold on to it. So you can criticize me. 
and you can talk about me and you can say I'm too excited and I'm extra and that's fine because if you knew what I had to go through to get to this place, you would know exactly why I am joyful. I was a very happy child, very happy child. I have pictures that I can flash on the screen to show you. But something shifted when I became a teenager and I went through intense moments of depression. I walked through one of my most difficult seasons emotionally and mentally while I was preparing a conference. And I know that might make you wonder why on earth would you do that? But when I tell you that conference was a gift from God, because it was the only thing that made me want to get up in the day. It was the only thing that helped me to take my thoughts off of myself. It was the only thing that made me want to get better. It was a gift. People were touched and God moved there. But that year, the conference did more for me than it did for anybody else. And it was that year that I officially decided to see a therapist, a counselor that I continue to see today. I have had to learn to choose joy. And that is what we're talking about. We are talking about how the parts of the fruit of the spirit complement one another and you need every single one. You need every single one because without each and every part of the fruit of the spirit, they and you are incomplete. You can find the fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter five, verses 22 through 23. And... The first part of the fruit that we handled was self-control because self-control comes into play in each and every part of the fruit. We truly can't love unless we choose to curb this tongue through self-control, unless we choose to move beyond our own desires and choose love. And the same is true of joy. The same is true of joy. It feels contradictory. How can you be self-controlled and joyful? Because we have a picture that joy is spontaneous and that joy is erratic and that joy is this emotion that moves us. But the truth is that we can choose joy and we can rise above the emotions that are attempting to pull at us and drag us down as Ebony shared in the podcast on self-control. And we can enjoy the fruit of joy on a regular basis when we make the effort to do so. Nehemiah 8.10 is one of the verses that I quote the most often, and you will even see it in my posts and in my blogs at the end of them, because it is something that I truly utilize in my life. Nehemiah 8.10 says in the C 
ESV. Then he said to them, go and eat what is rich, drink what is sweet, and send portions to those who have nothing prepared, since today is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, because the joy of the Lord is your strength. That last part is what I quote the most often. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And it will help you to push forward in ways that you never thought you were capable of. It will help you to tap in to what Holy Spirit is doing in ways that you never expected. <laughs> you see, Nehemiah knows what it's like to have people who truly attempt to drag him down. But he also knows what it's like to take on that joy, to remain focused and to rise above it. And when he did, he encouraged the Israelites in ways that still encourage us today. Now, Nehemiah is full of a lot of mess, just like any other book in the Bible, which is why I love it so very much. But I guess today has oh, so much to pour into us that we need to get into this conversation, okay? <laughs> I have to tell you that I pray about each and every guest that I bring onto this podcast or to any other thing that I do because prayer is the work. And when we choose to commit our work to the Lord, he does exceedingly and abundantly that which we could ask or think that which we could think or imagine. He is just that good. And I find his faithfulness here on this podcast as well. Every one of the guests who come and each and every one of the guests who will come could easily speak to this subject. But I hadn't felt God's peace among those that I could invite. So I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And a woman whom I had the opportunity to meet through a conference came to mind. She was a speaker as I was a speaker and her session really touched my heart and I really enjoyed interacting with her in that space, even though it was virtual. And I've been following her ever since. However, we've not ever connected. So I didn't know much about her other than the business that she owns, which is the loved and blessed. So it was interesting that her name came to my mind in prayer as I was preparing for the podcast on joy. I reached out to her and y'all, <laughs> I just can't get over God's faithfulness because when I looked at her website, he just blew me away. Let's take a moment and read this bad boy, all right? <laughs> From the moment you click on the link below, you will see that she opens up her website with the statement, at Loved and Blessed, we keep it real. 
We know life can be hard, but we also believe that even on the toughest days, we can choose joy by walking in faith and truly trusting God. Our mission is to provide products, support, practical tips, and easy to use tools that help you develop faith-based habits that make choosing joy and living encouraged achievable every single day. <laughs> Isn't God good? I didn't even know that about her. I did not know that she's so passionate about joy that she put it in her mission statement, that she put it on the first page of her website. And then I went forward and I looked at her shop and I saw that she had courses like how to choose joy even when. And boxes like comfort for the grieving heart. We are here to talk to Jamila Jackson, the Chief Encouragement Officer of Loved and Blessed. And without further ado, we're going to stop acting like she is not here and we're going to say hello. Jamila, how are you? I am well. I am well. That is hilarious. God cracks me up all the time. I'm always like, yep, you already knew that, Lord. Mm-hmm. And he just puts the dots together. He does. It is just absolutely crazy how faithful he is. And you know, every now and then, this monster called doubt rises up within me. And it's one of those issues that I've dealt with my entire life. But his word tells us that his sheep know his voice and yes. another we don't follow. And so I just, I just get so elated when he reminds me, honey, you know, my voice, you know, my voice. So thank you. Thank you for being willing to come here oh, of course. and just share in this moment with me because joy is just so ridiculously important to me. <laughs> well, honestly, it feels, I mean, just there's something about your voice and like your smile and just like your personality that it's just, it feels like joy is exuding from you. So I always, we're probably just going to start geeking out over joy stuff because that's, because <laughs> I'm already I'm smiling over here and we haven't even really started chatting yet. Right. We met through a mutual friend, Julian Alexis. Yes. For the Laundry Day conference earlier this year. And I was just blown away by your session. It was incredibly helpful to me personally. And so I want to just ask you if you can share a little bit about your background and what you do in more detail with Loved and Blessed for our listeners and those yeah. joining us on YouTube. Definitely. Um, let's see. Let me give you the, sh the, the short version. Round-wise, um, as far as kind of my business, which is also for me kind of my personal ministry, um, I have a background in, you know, design and production and manufacturing and all these things. Um, and very long story short, I would say that I uh, basically the, the business came... Um, not because I was planning on starting a business. I was very happy in my job. Um, and I had a great job with all the benefits and everything else. But it came at a point where I had probably the, le not even probably, the least amount of joy um, in my life um, that I had ever experienced. Similar to you, I have had challenges with depression and anxiety since a very young age. 
Um, but this was a season where it was just, I had pretty much almost completely lost any hope. Um, my biggest dream of motherhood was pretty much at that point, kind of like, okay, this is, there's no hope. This is not going to happen. And I was in a season where I just didn't know. I was questioning who I was. I was questioning what I believed. I was questioning so many things because it's like, you know, when you have kind of these ideas of how your life is going to turn out and then things go so completely left that it just rocks everything. Um, and so that, you know, compounded by the fact that I already have challenges with, you know, depression and anxiety, it just, it was like a great, you know, it was like a, a moment where the enemy was really able to come in and challenge um, me um, and my relationship with the Lord and what I was thinking and how I was thinking. And um, ultimately, God gave me the idea for Loved and Blessed during that time when I was just at my wit's end. I was fasting and praying and I, I didn't know what else to do. Um, and as soon as he gave me the idea for the business, it pretty much changed my entire, the entire trajectory of my life. Like you were saying earlier, you know, um, it's almost, you know, God knew, you know, God knew way back then that we would be sitting here, you know, having this chat on your podcast now, even though you were like, who, you know, who will my guest be for this episode? Right. And it's like so crazy when I think about like, how I went from that season in my life to now what I literally do is encourage women every single day. Like that's my actual job is that I get up every day and think about how can I encourage these women that are in my community or that are customers or just that randomly find me on social media. Like how can I basically live my life ultimately to encourage other women? And I think through, not, I think through that, um, basically God really restored my joy because it just took me out of my comfort zone, put me in a place where I had to ultimately just trust him with everything. Um, and it really had, and it really put me in a place where I real I dropped a lot of the selfishness of my own desires. Um, and I think that in doing that, I ended up just, like I said, I, even on my tough days now, it is so easy isn't even the right word. It's so peaceful and seamless, I would say, for me to get back into a place of full joy fairly quickly because I literally pour joy into other people's lives. And I always say you can't, you know, the best way to get a hug is to give a hug. So it's kind of the same thing. Like when you encourage somebody else, you end up encouraging yourself. Um, so yeah, so I basically encourage people for a living. <laughs> That is amazing. That is amazing. And, you know, I know that there may be someone here that has joined us simply because the title stuck out to you and you're yeah. struggling with joy. But we hope that you hear us when we say that God can move in that and yeah. he can bring us to a place where we have nowhere but to look you know, the psalmist said that he looks to the hills where his help comes from. And if you are in a place where you have absolutely no joy in your life, we want you to know God can move there. Yeah. So 
My question for you, Jamila, would be, what would you recommend to someone that's in a place where they just struggle with this part of the fruit? Yeah. Right now. Um, well, it's funny, you know, when you were reading uh, from my website, like I really, really like to keep it real. And I always tell people that I, you know, I'm a sucker for a Hallmark card. I'm super sentimental and all that kind of stuff. Um, but for me, ultimately joy comes from the word of God. Um, and it comes from his promises. It comes from his truth. And so no matter, you know, a lot of times I feel like in, in our society today, there are little things that give us joy, right? Or they give us joy in the moment. Sometimes, you know, through Loved and Blessed, um, we sell boxes of encouragement, which are basically like devotional care packages. And um, I've had uh, some people come to me interested in my business and, you know, ask me, well, you know, we think that it would grow a lot faster if it wasn't, you know, a Christian thing. If you didn't have scriptures in the in the boxes, you know, you could sell a lot more to more people. And I, my answer is always, but that's not where my joy comes from. And I don't, you know, there's plenty of things that'll make you feel good for five minutes or make you smile for 10 minutes. And then, you know, as soon as you get on the freeway and somebody cuts you off, you've lost all your joy again. Um, there's plenty of things out there for that. But ultimately for me, what I always tell women is that joy and choosing joy is actually an active and proactive thing that you have to do every day. And I think um, for me personally, and I know a lot of ladies I've talked to can relate to this, what I used to do is when, you know, life was fine and then when something would kind of go wrong, I'm scrambling to try to find something to fill me back up or to give me hope or to encourage me. But when I shifted to a place where daily choosing joy is part of my kind of daily habits, it's my daily practice, there's like different routines and things that I do just like you know, people do self-care. It's like daily soul care. And I find that when I do that, I'm much more better prepared when the, you know, storms of life that we know are going to come, come. I'm much more quick to be able to go like, okay, nope, not letting that steal my joy. Here's what I'm about to do. Um, and so, you know, there's so much that goes into that. But like, I, I just, I always say, start now like proactively even if you're watching this and you're like there's nothing you know bad going on in my life right now everything's fine don't wait till something goes wrong think about different ways that you can actually cultivate a practice of you know of joy that fruit of the spirit right that we're supposed to live by and walk in how can you do that on a daily basis? Um, you know, and for me, a lot of it is I'm a very visual person um, and I have a terrible memory. And when I'm stressed um, or depressed or something crazy happens, it is very hard for me to, um, it's easy for my mind to spiral. And so it can be hard for me to recall scripture in that moment. Like I'm grasping for scripture or I'm grasping for some sort of encouragement so for me, you know, and that's something I used to be embarrassed about because I have so many friends that it's like they can just spout off, you know, and I'm the one who's always like, okay, I know the scripture. I know what it, what the meaning is. I'm like, it's in this book and I don't know, you know, I'm doing this because my Bible's down here. Um, but um, so I'm a very visual person. And so I tend to put up, 
you know, I'm like the post-it queen. I got post-its up everywhere with different scriptures um, for different seasons. I got all kinds of post-its and underlines and whatever in my Bible. So, you know, when I know that like a particular um, issue that I have that's recurring of, you know, whether it's fear or worry about finances or um, worry about things going on in the world, I can go to it and it's already marked um, and it's already there for me. Um, I wear a lot of things to remind myself, even, you know, every piece of jewelry or anything that I have has a very specific significance to it. And so I use all of those things to consistently remind me with every moment um, to choose joy, even little things like before you start your work day, right, you know, after even if you've done your Bible study and quiet time in the morning, when you sit down at your desk or you go to work or you turn your computer on, literally at the top of whatever notebook page you're going to write on that day, write yourself a scripture, write yourself a, a word of encouragement. Um, there are so many things, I could go on and on and on, but there's so many things that you can do to proactively practice that fruit of joy so that when stuff happens that we inevitably know is going to happen, um, you are prepared to handle it um, in that moment. So good, so good. Oh my goodness. You know, we have been talking about how each and every part of the fruit complements the other and you need yeah. all of them. And if you guys heard, <laughs> there's a theme that's already running through this podcast because I reminded you that we're bringing self-control into each and every conversation that we're having about these parts of the fruit. Because even though it feels contradictory to say that we have to be self-controlled in choosing joy, that's absolutely it. We have to choose joy. We have to rise above the other emotions that attempt to move us everywhere, left and right, and make the conscious effort to choose it. So thank you. And thank you for really teaching us about the importance of cultivating it well yeah. before we feel joyless because yeah. that is truly powerful. So we want to know more about the subscription boxes yeah. and all the things that you have. I just felt that I should ask that question because it was on my heart and I'm not sure who needed to hear that answer, but I know you got a lot of good stuff from that. So let's get back to these subscription boxes. Yes. Tell us about how they came to be even once you'd prayed and you fasted and you felt God leading you to encourage others through these, what process did you take? Um, it was, it was kind of crazy. Um, I, I, you know, really, like I said, I was at such a low point and I think that, you know, for me, I, um, I often say that I had gotten to a point where I was so, passionate about wanting to be a mother that it had really become an idol in my life and I had gotten to the point you know I've shared I think I I've, you've probably heard me share this before like you know where all of my bible study for almost a like a year might have been even been two years was only women in the bible who were barren and I looked up one day and was like I studied nothing else but these women and their stories and how you know what happened with them and of course bible study is good, right? 
But when it gets to the point where it's kind of, you know, for me, it had gotten to a point where it was very selfish and very focused on what I wanted and it wasn't asking God what he wanted. And so when I got to the point where I actually was willing to um, surrender that I was going to actually ask God what he wanted. And of course, I was scared to ask that because what if his answer, you know, to like me wanting to be a mom is no, right? Um, I, I, you know, didn't, it's so funny, even now it's like, it kind of makes me speechless because it's like, I, I remember that feeling of like, I don't even want to ask him. And again, that's why I always laugh. I feel like the Lord has such a good sense of humor because I know he was just looking down at me like, Jamila, I already know in your brain, just because you haven't like, prayed it to me. I already know what you're thinking. Like, so just go on and ask, you know? Um, but so when I finally surrendered that, I, I felt like he was just pouring these seemingly random, but we know he's not random, um, ideas into my head. And, um, initially that first idea was literally boxes of encouragement. And I went, that's weird. Now, mind you, as a person who, you know, did product development and all that kind of stuff before, I always have like random ideas. But this one, I was like, okay, this is definitely the Lord. Like, what does that mean? And it was definitely this sense of like, you need to be encouraging other women who are going through other things. Maybe it's not infertility that they're struggling with, but things where they're either suffering in silence or they just need somebody to remind them that it's going to be okay. And, you know, whatever God's answer is, whether it's no or wait or yes, like it's going to be okay. And so that's really where the boxes started. And so um, initially it started, uh, and it'll be seven years in October, initially it started from me wanting to um, do it as a subscription, mainly because I wanted to, I like the idea of being surprised. Um, of just receiving, it's like receiving a care package from a friend and you have no idea what's going to be in it. Right. And I liked the idea of the Lord just kind of leading me through like, what is your theme? What is the word of encouragement that you want for whoever's going to receive this, this month? And so, um, for seven years, we've done now 85 different themes, different boxes of encouragement. Um, and every single theme is a hundred percent God, because I could not have, I'm creative, but I am not that creative. Like just the way that he's brought so many of those themes together, the responses of women who've come back and said, like, literally, this is what I needed in this moment. Like you were reading my mind. This is what I've been praying for an answer for. And God just using what's in our boxes to encourage them. Um, and so in the last few years, we've started doing events and we do, uh, we have an online community that's hundred percent free. So if any of your uh, listeners want to join, um, they can check out our website to join that. So we've got a community there. And as you were mentioning earlier, we've got courses inside of the community. Um, and that is where we host our online events that we also have in-person events. Um, and then this year, um, God is doing something completely new. Um, and basically our, last box as a subscription is actually shipping in October. So yeah. Um, which that's a whole nother talk about the Lord connecting dots and it's been seven years and you know, seven, it's kind of that number of completion and it's like the next 
phase of the assignment. And that was another thing where I struggled um, with kind of surrendering because I love doing our boxes. Um, and when I said to the Lord, I was like, all right, Lord, I literally feel like you're telling me to stop, not stop loved and blessed, but stop the monthly part. And as soon as he did that, as soon as I said, like, okay, I'm going to follow, like, I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm going to do what you told me to do. Um, so many different ideas have come into my head and I've been working on some books and some, we're planning a, yeah, we're planning a three day, uh, retreat that'll be in 2022 and we've got some more boxes, but they're super elaborate, even bigger boxes. So those will be in our, just our regular shop. Um, so I know it's a very long answer, but, uh, you know, ultimately God is, I just, I hope that in that y'all that are listening, aren't even hearing me talk about like what loved and blessed is, but you're hearing that surrender and that, those situations, you know, even as a small business owner, when I felt like the Lord, cause I, the Lord literally gives me the ideas for every, every month. And so when I felt him not giving me ideas and I was like, Oh, and I was like, I'm not just going to make it up. Cause I've learned, I'm, I've learned at this point in my walk with him, not to just make up what I think, you know, think he wants me to do. Um, but when I felt that I was just like, okay, Lord, this is another time where instead of letting it steal my joy of like, oh my gosh, I can't think of anything. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I was seeking him on, wait, there has to be a reason why this, you know, God is faithful. So there has to be a reason why something else is happening here. And you're giving me all these other ideas, but they're not for the monthly part of our membership. So um, yeah, so Loved and Blessed ultimately is just kind of a one-stop shop for, you know, encouragement and learning how to live encouraged. And, you know, our community is full of everyday regular women like me who just come in there and encourage each other and pray for each other. And, you know, there's, it's real talk, you know, there's no, you know, it's like, hey, I had a really bad argument with my husband today. <laughs> like anybody have any tips? Um, you know, right. Um, to my self-control, uh, you know, right. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, we're, it's a very exciting time at Loved and Blessed. So we definitely have, we have boxes of encouragement available. There will be new ones coming out, but instead of the um, monthly subscription format, they'll just be announced as new boxes come out inside of the, um, shop. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, you all that are viewing this podcast on YouTube have seen the website kind of on the screen as Jamila's been talking, but go on and click the link in the description because you can not only access the website there for yourself, but you can also access her community that she was sharing with us as well. So that is amazing. I am so excited for you. That year seven, it does. It just, it feels so good. And it's just so exciting because we know the significance that it holds. Yeah. And it's like, oh, gee, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about where you all are headed. And I can't wait to get connected to everything as well, just because I am 
you know, just so excited by what you were doing. And when I tell you, I saw your website, which was kind of ridiculous because I've enjoyed your content online on social media for months now. So why on earth I'm just getting around to the website? I'm not exactly sure. But when I clicked on it, I was like, these are my people. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you spoke earlier about cultivating joy. Yeah. Especially in those times where you feel good and where you're at peace and you know, things happen. We are in this world and the Lord tells us that in this world we will have trouble, but he's going to overcome it. However, we know that some trouble feels a little more hard, a little harder than other troubles, you know, than the stress on our job or than the um, the late pickup that some of our mamas may have endured when they were trying to get to their kiddos. Yeah. How can those that are listening cultivate joy during those times that um, they're feeling good and they're not stressed or worried yeah. about too much? Yeah. I mean, one of the first things that I always try to um, encourage people uh, people to do is to actually take some time to kind of do a lifeline exercise. So it's almost, it's think it's sitting down blank piece of paper to pen. You don't need to buy anything to do this and literally just listing without any, you know, um, thoughts of like, Oh, not that, or Oh, not this, but just let your brain, I, this sounds terrible, but I always say just like verbally vomit onto the page, just let it out. Like no, you know, editing. But literally listing all of the things that you can think of, times where God has been faithful to you in your life, right? So it's, you know, listing things from, you know, when you were 10 and you, you know, got chased on your bicycle and you didn't, you know, uh, get hurt or you made it home or whatever, you were being bullied and, you know, this situation happened and then things got better or, you know, you didn't know how you were going to pay a bill and then somehow you were able to pay it or you were saving for a car or a home, um, you know, and something, you know, miraculous happened and you were able to do certain things. It's literally listing out and it's also taking stock of the great things that happen. So, I mean, I can remember things like, you know, um, being in my twenties and thinking I was going to be single forever and, you know, never get married and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, getting married at, you know, 30 and, you know, I thought I was so old, but at the same time now being 46, I'm like, I'm so grateful like that God didn't allow me to get married when I really wanted to, cause I was not ready. Um, and so it's like just making those lists. I always talk about like your past victories give you future hope, right? So it's like writing down all those things. And I have, I, y'all, this looks organized, but y'all can't see that side of my office. There's like papers everywhere, but I literally have in my prayer corner, like I have like a list of just a bunch of amazing things that have happened throughout my life. And so it's like having access to that when the, you know, tough things happen, I'm able to actually literally sometimes I'll just go grab it. Um, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I get sometimes um, if I'm really upset, I can't, I have a hard time thinking straight. And it's like my brain starts to spiral to like worst case scenario. So often what I'll do is actually pick up something like that, like one of my lists, and I'll literally just read (laughs) 
every single thing on it. And I, as I'm reading, it's almost like reading and praying at the same time. Cause it's like reading and thanking the Lord for all these different things. And you know, if you've got five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 pages of things, right. Um, that is an awesome way to actually kind of get your mind right. Because a lot of times choosing joy is about maintaining perspective. Um, you know, I have a, I don't know if you can see this jar back here. So, um, as a small business owner, even though most of my customers are Christians, you know, sometimes we have customer service issues and, you know, people say stuff, even though it's like, I'm like, it's just little old me. I'm not like Amazon over here. Like, we're sorry, you know, cause things happen. Right. And, um, so I actually, for seven years now, actually, I started doing it probably two years in. But I print out any testimonials, any um, Facebook message inside the community. If somebody posts something positive, if somebody emails me and says, you know what, that theme was like right on time. I so needed to hear that. I literally have all of these and I have actually four of these jars around my office. I just print it out, fold it up, stuff in this jar. And when I start to feel like, you know what, something's starting to lose, to steal my joy or I feel like, you know, I mean, even over the last year, there's prices have gone up, you know, I can't raise my, you know, I don't want to raise my prices on a bunch of people. So it's like, there's so many challenges, right. Um, that we faced, um, you know, deliveries have been, you know, messed up and, and things that are out of my control. Right. I can go to this jar and I'll just pull out randomly or one of my other four ones around my office and just randomly pull one out and just read it. And it reminds me like, Jamila, you are not doing this. Ultimately, yes, it's your small business, but you're doing this for God's glory. Like you're doing this because these women have been touched by something that was in the box. And so those are the kinds of, you know, when I say proactive, literally, you know, and it doesn't have to look, you know, messy. You can make it cute, but like, I have things all over the place so that I'm like always ready when I can feel like my joy, you know, starting to drain or get pulled aside. Um, you know, and all of our products at Loved and Blessed, are, that's kind of the point of them is to give you something um, in that moment. Um, because a lot of times when our joy is being stolen or trying, you know, trying to be stolen, it is or we're allowing it to, because it's not always other people's fault. Sometimes it's stuff I got to work in myself. I'm stealing my own joy. Um, but when that's happening, I just find that, you know, when there's something at arm's length I can grab onto, um, it's so much easier. Because sometimes, yeah, at the grocery store, you don't have your Bible, you know, that you can flip to for that scripture. Like, you need something in the moment that's going to help you gain that perspective. Um and so, yeah, that's one thing that, um, that I would really encourage. Another just real quick idea, um, which I love doing is, um, actually when you're feeling good, thinking about some words of encouragement, again, you know, they could be just be general pep talk for yourself, or it could be specific scriptures or, you know, a song that you love or whatever, and going through your calendar on your phone. And actually just setting, just pick random dates for the next like six months, um, or even I've done it for a year before, just pick random dates in your calendar and set like calendar alerts in your calendar with the scripture as like the meeting alert, right? Or with the, you know, or if you have a reminders app, you know, on your phone, you can set it up in there. 
Um, but you can simply do it on like your regular calendar and just make calendar alerts that say like, listen to this song or, you know, Jamila, you know, remember that, you know, you are, um, you know, doing this for an audience of one. Don't worry about what anyone else is, you know, is saying. Just setting those up randomly and you will be so amazed at how the Holy Spirit will, they will pop up when you least expect it because you'll forget that you, you know, what you scheduled for when. And he is so faithful. It's like, and a lot of times it'll pop up and I'll just be like, oh, like I lit, like that's literally what I needed to read. Or it'll pop up and I'm like, I was just talking to my friend about that. I need to send her this because she needs this right now. And again, then you're encouraging someone else and then they end up, you know, it's, it's always encouraging when you get to encourage other people. So, um, yeah, those are just a few kind of things that I, that I would recommend doing that are really easy, don't cost you any money, you know, um, and they're just really good ways of kind of proactively, uh, choosing joy. I love that. I have never thought about doing that second one. Do you have a season? I'm realizing that as a full-time teacher, when I attempt to maintain my full-time ministry schedule as I go back to school. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> oh, it is a lot and yeah. I am so appreciative for how you shared I have jars throughout my room as well yeah. and um we're in our seventh year of the colorfully candid paradigm which is the nonprofit that I host and yeah. I've been hosting conferences and retreats for some time now but during those times when it was really hard mm. to believe that this is what God had said and this is what he'd given me. And, you know, these were the speakers and this was the yeah. thing. I put together a jar yeah. with the list of names of all of the registrants that had participated in past events. Just to remember, he is faithful. They might not register yeah. until one week before, but he is faithful. And then it helps me to get outside of myself because it reminds me that even if they don't come, I am grateful for the presence that they have shared with me and I can use that time in that jar to pray for them. So exactly. I, I love, I love, I love, I love your jars and your office is beautiful. We definitely cannot see the clutter and all the things that make yeah. us feel a little more human. And <laughs> yeah, y'all, it's a mess. <laughs> There's also dog toys all over my floor. So for anybody watching this, do not, I am not a person that you should compare yourself to. This is, yeah, this is just my organized clutter back here. But like, yeah, there's dog toys all over my floor. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is a moment to quote. I am not a person that you should compare yourself to. <laughs> yeah, no. I love it. Um, so I do have a question. You know, I mentioned that whew, that August, September time frame. I get, I feel a little tired and mm. I've noticed that when I begin to feel tired, that depression creeps back 
in. Yes. You mentioned that sometimes you can steal your own joy. Mm -hmm. God had to tell me that I was doing so many things that it was as if my joy and my energy and my ability to be present for those things was being siphoned off. It wasn't even that I was expending the gas. It was that it was being siphoned off by these things that he'd not given permission to be in my life in this season. And so I have to make a very bold choice to cut off some things. And with that, my pride. (laughs) I'm grateful because I get to maintain my joy. However, that that depression, it's an old, old, old familiar spirit that attempts to creep back in every now and then have you found that you still deal with some of that anxiety with some of that depression and what would you say to the person that's here with us yeah um this is something i talk about a lot in in my community and on my blog and stuff because i think especially as christians um it can be a really hard thing to admit because you know there are some circles um where you know if you say that you're you have a challenge with depression or anxiety that sometimes there's a well-intentioned response which is just to either quote scripture or tell you that you need to have stronger faith or you know all of these things and i remember um when i I didn't realize, I always thought that my, um, my own struggles with that were my personality. Um, because I was always like the sensitive person or the sensitive kid. Right. Um, you know, I was the one that like never got in trouble. Like you could raise your voice and I would just start waterworks crying. Like I've always been like super sensitive about a lot of things. Um, but I also realized later in life that a lot of my depression was not situational. So it was not based on a particular situation happening like most people, most people that experience, because we all experience, you know, depression, sadness, um, stress, anxiety, right? But I realized probably not until, well, not even probably, not until after I got married, Um, I realized that what I was going through wasn't normal. Um, and I don't mean it in a, you know, in a way when I say not normal, I don't say that in a way to put a stigma on it. But what I mean is, is that when you are dealing with your own emotions, that's how your brain works. So you don't really realize that everybody else doesn't think that way. Um, and so, uh, it wasn't until I got married and was, you know, living with my husband and, there would be days where I couldn't get up off the floor or out of the bed, like physically, because I would just cry and I couldn't explain why there was nothing that had happened to trigger it. Um, and so basically I ended up going and speaking to a therapist and to a psychiatrist, um, to try to ascertain like what was going on. You know, when you talked earlier about suicide, I have had, uh, some attempts, um, in my life as well. And I think, having those conversations and being able to recognize, um, and there was a time period where basically I went on medication and I went on it mostly because I needed to understand what my brain, how to process my thoughts, feelings, and emotions in a, um, 
controlled or a more of a self-controlled manner. And I really was not able to do that without the medication because I didn't understand the difference between how my brain worked and how other people's did. And so then later when I was able to go off of the medication, I still have those same things happen, right? So I still experience depression and anxiety um, to a more serious level than a lot of people do. But I've learned the behavioral cues to realize like, okay, I'm having like a sort of a depressive episode right now or I can feel it coming on because there's nothing actually going on that's so dire that it's causing this emotion or this feeling. Um, and so I think that also is where kind of my um, encouragement to women comes from of finding those proactive practices that will help you because even if it's, you know, even if it's situational, there's been a lot of loss in the last year, right? Um, you know, a lot of us, I've lost someone to COVID. I've also lost um, relatives that just passed away in this past year from other things. And I think that as, you know, that's a situation that could cause depression or anxiety. And so um, for me, it, it's been kind of a combination of, seeking the help that I needed from pastor, from therapist, um, and then also putting in place some of those, you know, kind of healthier habits um, in order to help me kind of get back on on track. Um, and I feel like I've now I feel like I've gone off on a tangent and didn't really answer your question. Uh, but <laughs> no, that's helpful. And I recently did a video on um, therapy and um, just prayer and how those work yes. together. Yes. Because some people think that, well, I pray, so I don't need therapy, but God actually has a lot to say about prayer. Yes. And so, yes, this, this is what we need in this season. Yeah. You know, we haven't begun to see the effects that COVID has produced within our yeah. lives and we need to have these conversations. So I appreciate yeah. your transparency. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the other thing too, just real quick, I was thinking is, you know, when I was saying that um, sometimes it's, you know, it's ourselves, like we kind of steal our own joy, right? I am a homebody. I am what I, I always tell people, I'm really an introvert and a homebody in public, if that makes sense. But like on, you know, chatting through Zoom or whatever, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, or like I can stand up and speak to a whole crowd of people, but somehow I'm still introverted when it, you know, in other situations. But anyways, I share that to say that with inside of then, you know, when COVID first happened and we were all spending a lot more time, you know, at home and everything, I think that I almost, it was very comfortable for me because I wasn't one of the people who was freaking, I had friends who were like climbing the walls because they were so used to going out all the time. And I was like, girl, I've got a book. I could sit here, get this Bible study done, read a non, you know, a fiction novel I've been wanting to read. Like, I am fine at home with a cup of tea and a blanket and my husband and my dog. Like I, you know, I could go weeks without, and I have like without leaving the house and it doesn't bother me at all. But I realized that that actually in some ways had started to steal the, like my joy and my peace in a way I hadn't realized 
because it's so easy for me. And it's kind of like, you know, when um, there are times where God pushes us out of our comfort zone because we he needs us to move in the direction that he's leading, right? In order for us to fulfill whatever those things are that he has for us to do in our lives. And I realized that I was getting a little too comfortable with just being at home. Um, and I had to actually purposefully plan to force myself to go out, to force myself to take a walk, you know, even if I wasn't, you know, going out to a conference or something, you know, just walk up the street. Um, you know, even though I could have ordered something, I could, you know, let me walk up the street to the store, walk up to the park and do my Bible study there or call, you know, when I'm going to make a call to a friend, drive up and sit down because I'm also not a big exerciser. So drive to the park and sit down and talk to them on the phone um, just as a change of scenery. And so those are the, again, those are those proactive types of things where it was like, okay, I'm realizing that my own behavior is contributing to me getting to a point where like, I actually am not doing okay, even though I'm comfortable. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I think that there are so many, oh, I think as, I think we also have a tendency sometimes to think that we can't, we don't have control over choosing joy. And again, as someone who, um, you know, who, who's, who's battled clinical depression and anxiety, you know, throughout my life, I am a testament to the fact that you can choose it. It's not always easy. Sometimes choosing it, I have done on my knees crying on the bathroom floor and I couldn't, you know, do anything else. Um, but cry out to God and, you know, and pray and, and just repeat, you know, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. You know, these thoughts that are in my head, I'm not going to, um, you know, give into them. I praise you, Lord. I praise you. Like sometimes it's, it's not about being fancy or complicated or anything. It's just about the, like you said, self-control and also the determination to hold on to God and his promises no matter what your mind is telling you, no matter what the world is telling you, no matter what's going on around you. Um, and so we do have the ability to do it and it's not always easy, but it is possible. Yes, yes. Yeah. It is possible. I um, shared earlier that my most quoted scripture, mm -hmm. mo the one that I quote most often is the last part of Nehemiah 810, which says mm. the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I have to remind myself of that. Yeah. Like it's, it's your strength. Yeah. When you tap into that place with him, he'll yeah. give you the power to get up. Yeah. Um, just to get up out of yeah. bed, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and I tell you, I quote that bad boy mm -hmm. regularly. Uh, the determination that you spoke about is a really powerful descriptor as well, because it takes determination to yeah. put one foot in front of the other when yeah. you deal with that depression. It does. So yeah. guys, I hope that you hear what we're saying. You know, there is no 
shame in getting help. And the enemy would love nothing more than to keep you bound in your own thoughts and in the struggles that you experience in your emotions. But we found so much freedom in getting help, in talking to others, in just learning how our brains work and Mm -hmm. what it is that we can do differently. And I hope that you get to enjoy that freedom because God gives us resources outside of his choice to speak to us. I talked about how Moses was one of the most powerful prayer warriors that has ever lived and yet God did not speak to him and tell him to have a group of men whom he could turn over his responsibilities to he used his father-in-law Jethro don't you know that God was able he was able to tell him get a line of advisors whom you can turn this responsibility over to yet he chose to speak through Jethro y'all it is you do not have to feel ashamed to get out that you have some struggle in this area so my goodness thank you thank you for your candor you just I truly feel as if this conversation is helping to set a few people free so I am just in expectation expectation about what God is doing in those who are listening Mm. I would like to say or ask rather how have you observed changes in others through Mm. the joy that you share with the world through your boxes through your community that you've cultivated through your courses that you've created and all the things Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think the biggest change and I, it's the things, the thing that encourages me the most, um, again, when, you know, the color came out wrong on the thing I was designing or whatever. Um, I always look at the fact that there are so many women that have come back to me and said, or that tell me in the community all the time, like, I didn't realize that other women actually felt the same way. Like I've always been, you know, or not always, but you know, I've been a Christian a long time and I, you know, um, have gone to women's groups or different things, but there's something about the realness that I think that I, you know, that's what I have a heart for is to just kind of drop all of the like churchy stuff. I love going to church, so that's not the issue, but it's just, I think that for me and my personal struggles, the barrier to me deepening my understanding of, of, um, God being my counselor of, you know, God restoring my joy of being able to persevere like Christ through things that, you know, struggles that I have that are nowhere near like him dying for me on the cross. Right. But a lot of that, the barriers to me really expressing myself and being able to have a godly sister come to me and say, Jamila, I know you really want a baby, but I noticed that you've been, you know, only studying these these scriptures. What if that isn't what God's plan is for you? I pray that it is. But what if it's not right? The honest conversation, but in love. Um that is the ability to do that and finding a place where you can do that 
has been the feedback that I've gotten from women that's been the most rewarding because for me, that's what I feel like God, that's how he restored my joy was by saying like, I know you are distraught. I know you are depressed and discouraged. And, you know, I was at a point where I felt like I was like, well, if I'm not going to be a mother, like what am, why am I here? Like, what am I doing with my life? Like that was my thing. Right. Um, he reminded me that he had other plans for me. Um, and that I can still have an impact even if I don't, if my legacy isn't children. Right. And so I think that the, you know, some of the, some of, I mean, there's been so many different stories I could think of, but some of the testimonies of just the ladies in our community and things that they were going through and they were able to find another lady, you know, inside of there to connect with, um, at our events, you know, I would, I often laugh because I'm always, I just, sometimes I just stand there and stare because there's always this, it's the strangest group of women you've ever seen. I'll put it that way. Um, if you've been to a lot of women's events and you walk in and everybody kind of looks the same or everybody's the same race or everybody's the same age generally, or everybody, that is not what loved and blessed events. It's like, 16 to 80 there's women in wheelchairs women who are fitness instructors women who like potato chips like me there's women of every race of you know different socioeconomic backgrounds like and we always laugh because i'm always like you know honestly if we saw each other in the grocery store on the street we probably just walk past each other and think we had nothing in common um or couldn't relate to each other's challenges and stories but like just seeing these women connecting and being able to share, being able to, you know, share um, really intimate things that are going on in their life and know that it is actually safe to share um, and not just, you know, people say it is and then it's not really, um, you know, I think I just, oh, there's, there's just the thing, the ways in which I've also seen women come back and say, you know, on a daily basis in the community and say, you know what, I normally, this thing would have happened and I would have handled it this way, but I handled it this way because I realized that I do have the ability to decide how, how I'm going to handle it, to decide how much I'm going to let it affect me, to decide to make something else more important, to decide to humble myself. Um, I mean, those are there's just, there's so many moments like that, that are just, I don't know, they make, they make everything worth it. Um, and at the same time, those are the things that I just, I smile all the time. Cause I'm like, Lord, that's all you like, that's all that's, it's all him. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Those are my type of people for real. I, those are right? People. And I think there's so much power in intergenerational yes. um, spaces because we have so much to teach our younger sisters. Yes. That is one of my passion projects because we cannot leave the next generation behind no. and then criticize them because of the issues that they're having or the areas where they are deficient exactly. because we have contributed to that. And yep. so- I am here for it. That is yeah. amazing. You know, I also struggle with infertility and yeah. um, I appreciate those that are willing to, 
you know, have the hard conversations or share the encouragement that doesn't always feel like it might be encouragement by saying, oh, it's going to happen in God. And and yes, and yes, and yes. Don't stop saying that. But there was a sweet woman that sat across the table for me last weekend. And she just said, you know, you've done some really sweet things in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if you would have been able to do those with children. And you know, it was it was it was gentle, it was loving, yeah. and it was sweet. And yeah. it wasn't the next year, you right. know, um, which I love that too. Yeah, <laughs> you prophesied. Oh, right? Um, yeah, exactly. I'll take it, but you know. <laughs> but it was it was what I did need to hear. Yeah, people like just because, you know, when I share my own testimony, it's not because um, it's not because I want, you know, other women to just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine if it doesn't happen for me. It's it's still hard for me. You know, it's not like one of those things where, you know, um, where it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't care. It's not that I don't care. I think it's more, again, it's that choice, right? And it's one of those things where, you know, my what my favorite scripture that I quote all the time is Romans 12, 12, which is just, you know, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. And so, you know, for me, I never say never, right? God is in control. He has not said to me, no, like that isn't the, what I've felt. But what I have felt is I have a different, that isn't the legacy that, that I have for you that to your point, loved and blessed would not exist if I had had a child when my husband and I, you know, when we initially started trying, because there would have been no reason for me to have been on this search of like, what is it that you want for me, Lord? And I, again, I have humbled myself to the point where I've realized that because I was so self-focused in that season, um, I know that that was kind of the only way he's going to get my attention. Uh, because I was like, my whole life was revolving around trying to get pregnant. Like that's where my brain was, um, to the detriment of everything else. Um, and so I think in, you know, I, I know that he, I, I know myself well enough now that I'm like, all right, Lord, I realize that like, I would not have done any of this if you had given me the same idea and allowed me to have a child. Um, so, you know, I, I never say never, I'd never try to put, you know, um, I never try to say, I know what God is going to do, but I do believe that, and this lines back up with kind of that choosing joy and maintaining perspective is that I try as much as possible to take one day at a time to line myself up under him and to not rush ahead of him and to not lag behind him right so it's that whole idea of the israelites and following that cloud and it's like don't you know what is it, fire by day and or is it fire by night what am i trying to say the fire by night and cloud by day thank you yeah so yeah, yeah. it's see what i told you earlier i'm like i know the you know Where were you? Where were you? Right? <laughs> but it's like you know that that whole the, you know, I remember doing a whole study on that and it's like that whole sense of like, there have been so many times in my life where I've, I've kind of stolen my own joy because I rushed ahead of where God was going. Cause I assumed I knew what direction he was going. 
And then there's other times where I stole my own joy because I was like not trusting him enough to move forward. So I was like lagging behind and he's like, I'm over here, Jamila, like I need you to go this way. So it's like, I try every day to just stop myself and say, all right, Lord, I'm a, today, this is what you've put in front of me. I still have the, you know, certain desires or I still have things that I want. You already know what those are, but I've, I'm going to give them to you. I'm going to let them go. I'm not going to hold on to them so tight that you can't do anything else with these hands. And I'm just going to follow you with each, you know, with each day. Um, and so that really helps me to kind of like maintain my joy because, you know, you never know what each day is going to bring. If Jamila calls an author call right now. today and as you can see she has a lot more that God has just done through her to give to us that cannot fit in this podcast so <laughs> make sure that you connect I'm gonna get more connected and I am also giving away a box from loved and blessed so all you have to do is head over to apple podcasts and leave a review i'll make the drawing next week and announce it on instagram the website and then the following week on the podcast because y'all know we don't, we're only here every other week now um may i ask you to pray out for us? oh of course yeah yeah not a problem i just need to be on the altar <laughs> I never like, turned down an opportunity. It was like right here. <laughs> that is so funny. I know how that is. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I can't. I'm too full right now. I'm, I'm going to need somebody else to, yeah. Oh. Father God, I just want to say thank you. I want to start by saying thank you. I want to thank you for this time for us to just get together. And it feels like we're old friends. But Father, I know that that's because of you. I know that because we both love you so much, we love each other without any conditions or, you know, anything else on it, Father. And I just thank you for this time that we've had together to chat, Father. And I thank you for every woman who is listening. I know that whether five women hear this or whether 10,000 women hear this, the ears that will hear it, I just pray that they are the exact women who need to hear something that one of us has shared. Father God, that you would speak directly to her heart. 
Father, that you would just uplift her spirit, that woman who's been struggling, that woman who wants to choose joy, but she just doesn't even know where to start. She thinks that it's complicated or it's just a, a hashtag that people, you know, put on Instagram, Father. I pray that something, something, something that's been said has just touched her heart and given her that little bit of encouragement, that little drop of hope that's reminded her that all hope is not lost, that your joy and your peace are in her heart, that even if they're tiny, like a little tiny mustard seed, Father, that just like faith, that you can encourage, you can open that up, you can grow it in her heart. Father, I pray that, I pray that, she would fall down before you, that she would let go of anything that she's holding on to, that she would release any masks that she's put up in her relationship with you because you know her heart, you know her struggles, and you want to restore her joy. You want to renew her hope. You want her to know how much you love her. You want her to see your faithfulness. You have been faithful, but she's struggling to see it, Father. And you want her to see your faithfulness, Father. So whoever, whoever she is, I don't, I don't know who she is, but I feel like, I feel like she's listening right now, Father. I just pray that you would, you would lift her spirits, that you would talk directly to her heart, that she would just feel you feel you like a hug around her right now, Father, just encouraging her to walk in your fruit, to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, to reach out to you, to deepen her relationship with you and, her, and your Son, Jesus Christ, so that she would know that living day to day with joy is possible. It doesn't mean that everything in life is going to be perfect, but it does mean that she can have hope and live joyfully every day because you are her strength. And so, Father, I just thank you for this time with our sisters. Father, I don't even know if either one of us will ever get to meet face to face with some of the women who will hear this, but I know <laughs> that you are doing a work through this podcast you are doing a work through her, through Liz's ministry. Oh, Father, touch Liv now. Encourage her, encourage her husband. Just to let a sense of joy and peace fall on her household. Father God, may her, her voice, the voice that you've given her to boldly proclaim the name of Jesus and the love of Christ, Use live and just allow her to express whatever words that you've put in her mind and in her heart with such a boldness and a passion and a love that every woman who hears it can't help but to turn towards you to raise their hands and praise you. Father, I just thank you for this time with my sister. I thank you for her inviting me I thank you for you connecting us and I just praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. <sighs> Wasn't that episode good? If you thought that any part of it touched your heart, I'd like to invite you 
to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It would be such an honor to know what it is that touched your heart. Now, if you're looking for additional content, please look no further. You can find me on YouTube at Live Dooley and Instagram at Candid Live. I cannot wait to the next time we get together. Until then, know that you are loved.